0: Hello again. Thanks for making some time today to listen to what I believe God is sharing to all of us. And I'm praying that what what God's been saying to me is going to encourage you and build you up and, and hopefully help you to see things from a greater perspective. And so maybe you can relate to this. A couple of weeks ago, we had our elders meeting. And so we often set up in the room that we're in now. We have our laptop nicely ready, plugged into the PowerPoint. And we were doing a Zoom meeting with our elders. All of a sudden, the screen froze. We didn't really notice it at the time. We just thought that there was some glitch somewhere. So we kept talking to the screen, the frozen screen. And next thing we know, we got one of our boys walking through the room with a torch in his hand, heading off to the fuse box. And so, yeah, you probably, you might have guessed what happened. Well, you'd guessed half of what happened. What you wouldn't know is that they were cooking some banana bread. Big chunk of banana bread got stuck in the toaster. It, It activated the... Uh, circuit breaker. And so we lost power to half our house. Now, we didn't know we lost power. We, were, we thought we had it all sorted out. We were plugged in, all organized. And it was only until we saw our kids walk through and our screen froze that we realized, hey, we have been disconnected. And I felt the Lord was saying at that time, you know, there, there's, there's people in, in our church and even myself at times when I feel disconnected. There's times I've gone through the motions of I've, I've plugged myself in. I've done everything that I need to do. But for some reason, there's been a disconnection and uh, it's only when we start to notice things freeze in our world, when, we, when things change or get sluggish or in our technological world, things get very different when our batteries start to go flat. And I talked about that last week. And so I would to encourage you, I was thinking, how are you guys doing? And I pray that last week you managed to understand the importance of reconnecting to God. The importance, we talked about Pentecost and the power of the Holy Spirit that's available to each one of us. We don't, it's not it's never a supply issue. God never chops off the power to our lives. His supply of His Spirit is available to us without measure. And the often is the issue is our connection. And for a whole range of reasons, we disconnect and we try to do things in our own strength, in our own limited power. And so my topic last week was Pentecost. It was the day of Pentecost and I I started to explore a little bit about what uh, the power of Pentecost, the person of the Holy Spirit, what he did. And we discovered last week that Pentecost was about God's presence and God's power available for God's people, for God's plans. And and that's what it was back 2,000 years ago. And it's still the purpose of remembering Pentecost and, and the purpose of the Holy Spirit in us is the same. It's God's presence. For God's people, that's you and me. For God's purposes and God's plans, with His power, all P's. So that's pretty good. So anyway, this morning I want to move a little bit around that, and I'm going to take us on a bit of a journey. And so we typically associate the coming of the Holy Spirit uh, in the book from the Book of Acts, and we'll go to Luke chapter, sorry, Acts chapter one, verse eight. If you remember, Luke that is, wrote the books of Luke and Acts, they were a two-part work. And so Luke would write in Acts chapter 1, he would say, You would receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling them about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I just want you to pause. Let's all say together, Earth. Earth. Good. That's important. So here here Jesus is explaining why the Holy Spirit will come upon them to give them power to fulfill God's plan and God's plan wasn't limited by geography and his vision and God's vision and God's plan would encompass the whole earth the uttermost ends of the earth and so most of his disciples hadn't traveled more than one or two days walk from where they grew up and were born and worked and lived and so the world was the earth was such a grand vision such a great impossible concept for them to to fathom how can they Reach the ends of the earth, and so we discovered it was a great commission, and with the great commission, great power was needed. And so Acts chapter two verse one: On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven, like a roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it lift, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. And so out of those passages in Acts, we we see three key things I want to talk about over these next few weeks. The first one is the purpose of the Holy Spirit going to the ends of the earth. Earth is the first thought. The second one is the sound of a mighty roaring windstorm, earth, wind. And the last third one in this triplet is uh, when the Holy Spirit came and what looked like tongues of fire that were sitting upon them. Earth, Wind and fire. And so and look, I'm not old enough to know that band from the 70s uh, or know any of their songs, but I'm sure some of you would know them and you're saying, oh Mark, you know you know this song, I don't know the song, I'm not that old. Um, anyway, moving on, Earth, wind and fire. That's the, that's the theme of the next few messages that I have. And Earth, I want to talk about the plan of God. We touched on that last week. Wind, I'm going to talk about the breath of God. That'll be in my next message. And then fire, I want to talk about the presence of God. And so I want you to remember that the book of Acts is part two of a two-part book that that Luke wrote. The gospel was the story of Jesus. And the book of Acts, is typically we say, is the story of the early church and the story of the Holy Spirit. I'd like to think of Acts because sometimes we think, well... Um, you know, the, the Luke was about Jesus, Acts is about the Holy Spirit. I'd like to redefine that and say it's all about Jesus. Luke is about Jesus, Acts is about Jesus. Acts is about how the early church was filled in the, with the Holy Spirit to go about with the message of Jesus. It's always about Jesus. And so Acts is not the first place that we read about the Holy Spirit. In fact, we find the Holy Spirit at work throughout all of biblical history. <clears throat> From the very first page in Genesis to the very last page in Revelation, we find reference to the Spirit of God. And so we discover the Holy Spirit is at work in the life of God's people and in the life of God's church. And we're going to watch a short video that will help you to understand the breadth of that. So before we watch that video, I'd like us all to take a deep breath. Go. No, I'm serious. I want all of you to do it. Deep breath.
1: Good work. If you have ever heard the phrase, the Holy Spirit, and you want to know what it means, where do you start? Well, you have to start on page one of the Bible, where the uncreated
2: world is depicted as this dark, chaotic place. But then, above the chaos, God's Spirit is there, hovering, ready to bring about life and order and beauty. Okay, but what is God's Spirit? Yeah, so the Spirit is the way the biblical authors talk about God's personal presence. The Hebrew word is ruach.
1: Ruach. (laughs)
2: Yeah, you got to clear your throat at the end. So, what is it? Well, ruach can refer to a number of different things, but what they all have in common is energy. Energy? How so? So, there is an invisible energy that makes the clouds move or the tree branches sway. Right, wind. So, in Hebrew, that is ruach. Okay. Now, take a big breath. (sighs) So, you feel that inside you. Yeah, the air? Well, specifically the energy, right? The vitality in your body that you get from breathing deeply. That too is ruach. And this is the same word used in the Bible to describe God's personal presence. Just like wind and breath are invisible, God's spirit is invisible. Wind is powerful and so God's spirit is powerful. And just as breath keeps us alive, so God's spirit sustains all of life. Yeah, ruach.
1: happening in history from God's point of view.
2: That's exactly right. And here's the problem as the prophet saw it. While God's Ruach had created a really good world, humans have given in to evil. They've unleashed chaos into it through their injustice.
1: A new type of disorder.
2: Yes. And the prophet said the spirit would come, just like in Genesis 1, but now to transform the human heart, to empower people to truly love God and others.
1: How will this new act of God's spirit happen?
2: Well, centuries pass and we are introduced to Jesus and at the beginning of his mission there's this beautiful scene where Jesus is being baptized in the waters of the Jordan River
1: yeah the sky opens up and God's Spirit comes and rests on him like a bird
2: this story is saying that God's Spirit is empowering Jesus to begin the new creation and we see this happening when he heals people or forgives their sins he's creating life where there once was death
1: now Israel's religious leaders oppose Jesus and they eventually have him killed.
2: But even here, God's spirit is at work. The earliest disciples of Jesus, who saw him alive from the dead, said it was God's energizing spirit that raised Jesus.
1: This is the beginning of new creation. Yes,
2: and it is still going. When Jesus appeared to his closest followers, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit.
1: And soon after that, the Spirit powerfully comes on all of his disciples.
2: So that they can become a part of this new creation and share the good news and learn how to live by the energy and influence of God's Spirit.
1: And so, today, the Spirit is still hovering in dark places.
2: Yes, pointing people to Jesus, transforming and empowering them so they can love God and others. And the Christian hope is that the Spirit is going to finish the job. The story of the Bible ends with a vision of a new humanity living in a new world that's permeated with God's love
0: and life giving spirit. So what a great video that was in trying to help us see the 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 enormous scope of work of the Holy Spirit from the beginning of biblical history to the very end. And how his breath, the, the Ruach of God. And we'll talk about the breath of God next time. But how this breath brings life and energy and power. Now, do you remember those three themes we were going to talk about? With Can you remember them? First one was earth, wind, fire. So this morning, I'm going to talk about the first one. I'm going to talk about the earth. And to do that, I want us to go way back to the beginning. I want us to go to the book of Genesis, chapter 1. It says, verse 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Here we find the first reference to God's Spirit. The first reference to to, to God's breath and God's presence. It was was hovering over the surface of the waters. It seems in the way it was written that the Holy Spirit of God was, was hovering and waiting and anticipating something to happen. And then it happened. What happened It was the word of God was declared, let there be light. And the Holy Spirit was, was the creative work, outworking the creative work of God. In fact, Psalm chapter 3, 33, verse 6 tells us, The Lord merely spoke, there is His word, and the heavens were created. He breathed the word, that's his breath, and all the stars were born. So we see the breath of God was at work throughout creation. But creation, mountains, trees, birds, fish, aardvarks, you know, blue whales, all those things that were created were not the plan of God. Isaiah chapter 45 verse 18 tells us this, For the Lord is God, and he created the heavens and the earth and put everything in its place. He made the world to be lived in, not to be a place of empty chaos. Remember that bit, that the Lord made the world, the purpose of the world was that it would be inhabited. It would be lived in and not a place of chaos. I am the Lord, he says, and there is no other. So let's go back again to Genesis chapter 21, verse 27. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female he created them then god blessed them and said be fruitful and multiply fill the earth and govern it reign over the fish of the sea the birds in the sky and on the animals that scurry along the ground here we see mankind's first commission the first commission that that god ever gave his his people was that they would be fruitful and multiply that they would populate his creation that they would fill his creation that they would fill the, the that they would fill creation with people who were just like them, people that were created in His image and likeness. That God's plan was creation. His creation would be filled with people in His image and His likeness who would act as His representatives, understanding their authority and their power to govern and shape the world and to bring peace out of the chaos that so easily can come. That was always God's intention. That's the first commission. And so we know that Adam and Eve, as you read through the rest, well, the next chapter in Genesis chapter three, we'll, we'll see how Adam and Eve uh, surrendered their authority to the enemy as they as they partook of the, the, the fruit that God asked them not to eat. And so once that happened, chaos started to reclaim the earth again. God would tell uh, Eve that the earth is um, cursed because of their actions, and it would would, um, create thorns. And so chaos started to take over the earth once again because of mankind's rebellion against God. And so the video that we saw, which was so well done, it showed us how God's Spirit was at work from the very beginning, breathing life, and, and how God worked through Israel's history and His Spirit came upon kings and craftsmen. His Spirit came upon prophets and psalmists His Spirit came upon men and women, it came upon leaders and laity. God's Holy Spirit throughout biblical history came upon particular people at particular places, for particular purposes, at particular times. And so that was the work of God's Spirit throughout biblical history, trying to bring history in line with God's purposes and plans. Ultimately, we know that the Holy Spirit would come upon a young girl named Mary, and she would conceive a child. And the Bible tells us that with Jesus, that the Holy Spirit, before the Holy Spirit came in the Old Testament, in, in short periods, short times, for short purposes, unique things. But the Bible tells us with Jesus, the Holy Spirit was without measure. The unlimited power and presence of the Holy Spirit was with Jesus. And so he had access to that. And the Bible also tells us that it was the work of the Holy Spirit that would raise Jesus from the dead. So, now we're going to come a full circle from uh, from we've started at the day of Pentecost, we went back to the beginning, and now we're going to come back again to the great commission and to the day of Pentecost. Because on the Mount of Olives, Jesus gave not his first commission, he gave his final commission. He gave the great commission to his disciples. And his great commission was in many ways re-establishing the first commission. If you think about it this way, Jesus said that all authority in heaven and earth was given unto Him. And then He tells His disciples, now I want you to go in that authority, go in the world and make disciples. I want you to go with the authority that I have and that I've given you. I want you to go and replicate yourself. I want you to, to be fruitful and multiply. I want you to, to fill the earth and and govern it and lead it and subdue it and bring peace where chaos may reign but but before you go and do that before you go to to fulfill what I've asked you to do you need more than my authority you need more than just the commission that I give you he said you need my power and and he would go on to say and you will receive that power the power you need to fulfill the commission that is given us you will receive the power when the holy spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem throughout Judea in Samaria and to the ends of where in the ends of the earth earth wind and fire you know Jesus is telling his disciples I want you to go into all the earth now the word go it's probably better translated for our understanding sometimes we think go into all the earth means well, go to India Hey, and if you didn't get a chance to read a video on our uh, e-news for you to get a video update from Pastor Paul in India to see what um, what they're doing to reach some of the really needy people in there in, in this time. So when we say go into the world, Jesus isn't saying go to, go overseas and go to go to India or Africa or or wherever you think you got to go. It's better translated that in your going, it's it's in your in your everyday moments of life. It's when you're. Going home, or going to work, or going to school, or when you're going to the gym, or to the coffee shop, or when you're when you're going for a walk with your friends, or you're hanging out with your playgroup—it's in your everyday. It's then as you go, Jesus is saying, "I want you to make disciples. I want you to multiply yourself. I want you to represent me to the people around you." As we go, Jesus is saying, "I want." Is he saying it to us? He's a hunter Christian church. As you go. In your going, in your everyday, I want you to represent me well. You know, I think God wants us to, we know these, some of these scriptures, he wants us to be salt and light. He wants us to be a voice on a, uh, a, a, a city on a hill. He wants us to be a voice that speaks up for the, those that have no voice. He wants us to speak up for the marginalized and the oppressed and, and to be advocates for change. He wants us to be ministers of righteousness. He wants us to be, be prophets of peace. God has such an incredible role for us. And that's not, sometimes we think, well, I've just got to wait till I, till I go to Bible college or go to, go to Bible school or I, or I go overseas for mission. No, Jesus is saying it starts here. It starts in Newcastle. Yeah, that's his desire for us today. That He wants us to understand his authority. He wants us to understand his power. And he wants us to understand his presence that's, that is available and within us that he wants us to understand that our role is to represent Him to the world. He wants us to represent Him from your place to wherever you are going, ultimately to the uttermost ends of the earth. He wants us to bring peace to the chaos that reigns. And uh, what a wonderful word that that Pastor Carlos Padilla uh, brought to us just to... Uh, on, on this, this week says he prayed for us. But that's his world. That's the world. The, the world we live in is God's world. It's God's earth. And I love Romans 8 verse 19, 8, 19 that Carlos also reminded us of. He said, Paul said, all creation, all the earth, the whole world is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Isn't that an awesome scripture? That the earth that we live in, the, the plan of God was always the world. It was always the world being transformed by his people. And I know Adam and Eve mucked it up. And, it, and, and God's eternal plan through his Holy Spirit, at work of prophets and kings all throughout history, it was to bring it to a place where Jesus would come. And Jesus would, would lay down his life for us. And then he would return and he would send us his Holy Spirit. And then Jesus restores that commission. Not just to his disciples. The responsibility of, of reaching the world, the earth, comes to us. It was God's plan in the beginning. It was God's plan with the Great Commission. And it's still God's plan for us today. And you might be thinking, well, the earth's probably a bit too big for me. I'm just struggling to, to talk to my neighbours. Well, I think if the earth starts at home. And uh, this morning, I want to encourage you that God, God's plan, yes, it's the world. But it starts in Jerusalem. It starts at Newcastle. It starts at Edgeworth. It starts at Metford. It starts at Raymond Terrace. It starts at Belmont. It starts at Merriweather. It starts at Ellamore Vale. It starts wherever. I'm sorry if I missed your your suburb. It starts wherever you are. That's where Jesus is saying, I want you to start wherever you're at. And in your going, I want you to, to represent me and show people around you who I am. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. That was the work of the Holy Spirit in the beginning. The work of the Godhead was ultimately to get, us, to get finally into us and so that we would get into the world and change it for His glory. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you once again for the time I've had to share with our church family. And Lord, I pray this morning that you would lift up our vision. Lord, I know the Great Commission you tell us to go into all the earth and Lord, that can seem awfully big for us. But Lord, I pray that you just lift our vision, that your, your spirit is at work in us to, to give us a vision that's bigger than us, bigger than just our, our own situations and our own lives. And sometimes, Lord, we, we can get so small-minded that we forget about the bigger picture that you have for us. And so, Lord, I pray that you help us to get a, a greater vision uh, for our families, for our community, Lord, that you help us to understand that your plan at the beginning and your plan at uh, when you came to the earth and your plan today is that you would use us, that you want to use us, that you want to fill us, that you want to empower us, that you are sending us to the ends of the earth, that we would be your representatives and we would we would uh, touch and transform and bring hope and peace and life to the places you send us. Lord, show us, remind us, Lord, that this can only be accomplished through the work of your Holy Spirit in us. And Lord, this morning we we open ourselves up and, saw, and say, oh Holy Spirit, come and help us. Help me to, to start at home and help me to take your presence and your power and the, the message of Jesus to the ends of the earth. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.